A big round of layoffs has hit Xbox with current estimates being around 1,900 employees. And according to sources in the official memo, this is largely the result of the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Some have said this was inevitable because of all the layoffs last year as well as the overhiring. But it is clear this is a very common and predictable result from an acquisition of this size, which many of us warned against. This level of consolidation leads to job and talent loss along with projects and games being canceled which means less games come into consumers as well as teams that support the consumer being outsourced which means your quality will go down I'm sure it helped make executives happy as well as shareholders but it's just more bad news for game devs and the gaming industry employees talent loss of this scope and size will reverberate for years because many simply will not be able to find a new job and yes Activision was in a bad spot under Bobby Kotick so some of this may have happened with their share value drop but that's a completely different causality than a large acquisition of a company who is now boasting record revenue in size. I'll be honest, this is actually hard to cover because so many of us covered this in 2023 and received lots of backlash and hate purely for thinking that massive acquisitions are not good for the consumer or the workforce. So while it's vindicating to be proven right, I would have much rather been proven wrong and seen Microsoft not do what we all knew they were going to do. So, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video because it is an opening monologue to a live show. If you want to be here for those longer live shows, that's why the video is longer, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my shows. A high number of layoffs have hit Xbox in the wake of the Activision Blizzard deal, finally yielding the result that many of us sadly anticipated. A story that slowly developed and made landfall throughout Thursday, January the 25th of 2024, when 2023 kicked off with Microsoft laying off 10,000 people, many pointed to how much hiring they had done in the previous years, and that was at the beginning of 2023, and that was fair pushback. They actually had added a significant number of employees in the years leading up to 2023. But this is the, this is not the result of overhiring as many are speculating. Phil Spencer made that very clear in his own memo, and any analyst or commentator with any history of watching mergers and acquisitions knew that this day was coming. But it seems that many devs, teams, and even CMs have been blindsided by this. As it has become very obvious, this is not just about removing redundancies, but this is large-scale changes as well as outsourcing. So first, I want to walk through what happened, which is tough because we still don't know the full scope of this. This has affected obvious redundancies of teams that Xbox and Microsoft may already have. It makes sense to maybe see a legal or a marketing team get cut when you already have those teams. But developers are being affected, entire teams, projects, those in charge of physical media or even customer service. So, this seems to be more far-reaching than many thought at first. Second, I will look at the reactions to this. I am sadly not surprised by some of the reactions that we have seen. There are also some perspectives to consider to maybe balance out the doomsday narrative that is also very tempting when things like this happen. Lastly, I will tell you what I think. And yes, it's very tempting to say I told you so, but I want to stress that many of us voice concerned about what acquisitions of this size do to the workforce, to the projects, and to the consumer choices, all while only benefiting high-level executives and the shareholders. So this wasn't, I don't think, any crystal ball needed to make these predictions, and sadly, those who cheered for the deal pretended it would never take place. So up first, 
what happened. Now, this is going to be one of the hardest parts of covering this because the scope of this is huge. It is very difficult to pin down. I'm going to try to break it into categories. And the biggest category, what I would say is one of the more concerning categories, is one that I will label as teams. Entire teams have been gutted or completely shuttered. Just some examples, because we're relying on Twitter to track this. The Live Ops Multiplayer Senior QA Lead for Call of Duty reported that I lost basically my entire team. Charlie Intel has reported that developers across Treyarch, Raven Software, and other Activision studios are posting messages of being laid off today, and Bellular Gaming reported that he was hearing that customer service is being gutted, Microsoft plans to outsource, and then Jez Corden corroborated this and said multiple sources tell me that Microsoft is laying off the entire internal customer support teams for Activision games, save a few microsoft will outsource the rest to external companies abroad so that's not a redundancy okay keep track of that as so many people are going to try to tell you this was just a bunch of redundancies all right this isn't something that they already have in place they're going to be outsourcing this to other companies abroad to save money Another thing from Jez Corden, he said the following, Microsoft has also shut down departments dedicated to bringing Xbox games to physical retail. Now, he did qualify this later and said they may outsource this. This does not mean that Xbox is going strictly digital and that physical game sales are going to completely evaporate. There are certain markets where physical sales are still very high and they're not going to want to suddenly be publishing big third-party games and not having a physical delivery. And with how much property they now own, that would be a very strange decision for ROI. Now, keeping with the theme of teams that have been let go or gutted, the survival game that was codenamed Odyssey from Blizzard was cancelled and the entire team laid off. One of the artists tweeted, the entire survival team just got laid off. I'll be radio silent while I sort out what I feel, my emotions before I figure out what's next. I loved working on this project with my team. It was the best thing I ever did in my career. I'm only sorry no one will get to see it. Now, at first, many assumed the canceled project was because of the acquisition, and the acquisition is certainly related. Bloomberg has released a report saying that this game was canceled due to problems with the engine, but laying off the entire team in the midst of tons of other teams being walked out the door makes it clear what the layoffs are about. So, you're starting to catch a theme here. Anybody saying that this was just redundancy of the back offices is hand-waving at best. This is a restructuring threshing floor. At some and some analysis actually think it's just the start and that the 1900 number is not going to be the final number when we get to the end of this year. Another team heavily affected is Sledgehammer. According to Charlie Intel, Sledgehammer Games appears to have lost over 25% of their staff as part of today's layoffs per sources with employees across QA, art design, and more departments stating they were laid off. Now, Tom Henderson's actually reporting a higher number than 25%. He says that sources have told me 30% of Sledgehammer Games have lost their jobs. And then I heard they're going to be working from home for a while and moving to smaller offices. Tom Henderson has also reported that Toys for Bob lost around 40% of their staff. This is the team behind Crash, as well as they support Call of Duty Warzone with, according to their website, they develop seasonal content like map updates, new weapons, new features, 
and new game modes for one of the biggest free-to-play games in the world, Warzone. Now, I added all this to my monologue in the middle of writing it. I even had some of it this morning because more and more info is coming out. So I am sure I will miss some of the teams, some of the studios, and maybe even more canceled projects. As I said, this is going to develop in the coming days and months. Another category would be high-value talent, high-level talent. The senior design officers gone. Mikey Barro, my, I'm sorry, Mikey Barra is probably the most shocking. Some saying that he left, others saying he was ousted. Jason Schreier said the following. Microsoft's Matt Booty said in a note that Ibarra chose to leave his position as president of Blizzard. But in November at BlizzCon, Ibarra told me that he wanted to stay for the long haul. He said, quote, someone will drag me out of Blizzard. That's how long I will be here. And Jez Corden replied and said, yep he was ousted so some people think that Mikey Barra was essentially walked out the door now this was something that Sony executives speculated would happen big level talent would take large payouts and just quit so it's possible that's what Mikey Barra did leaving Xbox with a talent and management deficit We are also seeing community managers losing their jobs, which is attached to the larger team of customer service. I was most surprised by seeing somebody who had been a community manager for Warzone for three years being laid off. When you start stacking all of these up, it doesn't feel like a redundancy elimination. It feels like something else entirely. So let's look at the reaction to this because there's a a lot of different reactions The first reaction is one worthy of mention. Lots of people are saying, myself included, we told you that this would happen. And for many of us, this is not meant to be a finger wag or a victory lap. This is a sobering message. We pointed to the history of acquisitions and how they always end up hurting the workforce as well as the customers while padding the pockets of the C-suite and the shareholders. And here we are at the beginning of what will likely be one of the hallmarks of a big consolidative effort from a giant corporation. I hope Call of Duty on Game Pass was worth all the cheerleading. Now, if folks hadn't cheered for it, it probably, I know it would have still gone through, okay? I'm not saying that. It's not like if you wouldn't have cheered for it, like it wouldn't have happened. But now, many are faced with the difficult task of either admitting that maybe they were wrong about an acquisition of this size, or they have to spin this into something else. And we're already seeing that. Certainly, some of the pushback is fair to a degree. Some have said, listen, Activision was headed for trouble. Layoffs would have happened regardless. This is true. I, I, that's, that's fair to admit. Kodak needed to go and layoffs were bound to happen. But it's not a simple cost reduction layoff that is happening. This is widespread and far too structural for someone to claim that, oh, this would have happened regardless of the merger or not. We're seeing entire teams eliminated and outsourced. I don't think shareholders or share value dropping due to Bobby Kodak and the scandal, I don't think that was going to result in entire teams being outsourced and gotten rid of, especially teams and community managers attached to Call of Duty of all games. It was also likely to not be something that continues. I don't think that this is over. This is probably something that will be happening throughout the year. This is probably not the first wave or first round of of layoffs. It's probably just the beginning. Which makes it hard to accept people saying, well, it was going to happen anyway, okay? There's no way to presume and assume that Activision would have removed entire teams and infrastructure simply to adjust for their annual losses. Also, there are other options to save money. Look at Nintendo's history of handling this, and 
it's a little embarrassing on how the West handles these sorts of situations. It's somewhat insulting to have a company the size of Microsoft buy you, and then you end up getting laid off anyway. Isn't this supposed to be the biggest company in the world? They have more money than God, and apparently it's not any better. This was going to happen anyway under Bobby. Well, then what you have you actually saved the company from? Now, somebody might say, well... It would have been worse without the acquisition. Again, there's no way to know that. And given the history of mergers and acquisitions, this is so painfully obvious as a causality of consolidation of this size. Just saying, oh, it's going to happen anyway is ignorant. We've also seen a response from some that are basically saying, well, this is inevitable. This is inevitable. This is happening everywhere. There's no cause for alarm. I'm sorry, but I simply cannot take this hand-waving seriously. To see outlets and pundits and content creators who actively rooted for massive consolidation suddenly say, well, this is expected. We knew this was coming. That's not true. Because many times when I brought up layoffs or others brought up the impact that this would have on labor, we were given assurances that that wouldn't happen. Steven Totillo said the following, It's worth bearing in mind that the ABK deal was cheered on by major labor unions because Microsoft had made a unionization neutrality pledge to win both their support and that of U.S. senators who had expressed concerns over the deal's impact on labor. I saw this constantly cited in defense of the acquisition. Well, the workers in the unions are in support of it. You're wrong. You're fear-mongering. Well, now some of you might be realizing why so many of us said, stop looking at Xbox and Game Pass and look at Microsoft as a company and the history of consolidative efforts like this. The revisionist history is tiring. But I've seen more receipt pulls in the last 24 hours than ever before, and you all deserve it. I hope the public is paying attention. Many of us were smeared and attacked during 2023, in large part due to mouthpieces spreading false framing and propagandistic defense of this deal. And now look at them all, clamoring for a narrative, quick to say, well, this sucks, but we knew it would happen, which leads right into more false framing about this. People are saying, well, this is just because of overhiring during the pandemic, during 2020 and 2021. That is simply untrue. The 10,000 employees that were laid off by Microsoft in 2023, that was in response to their overhiring. This, according to the memo from Phil Spencer himself, is a direct result of the acquisition. Anyone framing it differently is not giving you good information. And I'll be honest, I have no problem leaving room for different opinions on games, reviews, things that are subjective. But the constant false narrative pushing is exhausting, and I refuse to play nice with it. Call it what it is, and expedite the impending irrelevancy of bad actors. And one last dishonest hand wave that deserves a chin shot. Well, these are just redundancies. Anyone with even the most moderate amount of observational skills can see that is not true. Eliminating entire teams and outsourcing their work is not finding and removing redundancies. They are fabricating redundancies to drive ROI, which is exactly what so many of us said would happen. Yeah, we we don't need your entire team anymore. We're outsourcing customer service. Or how about the High Moon Studios dev who tweeted the following? So how does this make things better for the players? My level now currently has no one working on it. Activision is going to have to cut more single-player content because of your decisions. That's more loss of content. 
And Ty Kim, an opinion tech columnist, said the following. If Microsoft starts to penny pinch on Call of Duty development costs by using more external contractors, as they did with Halo, they will, mark my words, destroy the Call of Duty franchise just like they did with Halo. Do you really think you're going to get more value out of Call of Duty or other major franchises when Microsoft's going to outsource entire teams of customer service? Listen to what Jez Corden had to say about it. It's significant because ABK was already using an automation system to ban people, which returns with a lot of false positives, I'm told. Now, it'll be even less likely for false bans to get overturned, since getting your case viewed by a human will be more difficult than ever. Isn't that great to hear? Aren't you glad this happened? So good for the consumer. Many of us said many times this level of consolidation hurts the consumer, and we're seeing just the beginning of what it will look like. Major titles coming to market on the backs of skeleton crew workforces, QA and customer service outsourced to cut costs, and the customer gets an inferior product. And what will you do? Where will you go? They own so much of the gaming industry and they have some of the biggest properties and franchises. And I'm sure, just like the warnings about layoffs, what I'm saying will be cast as fear-mongering. And then, when it happens, we'll be told that you knew this was going to happen. So now's probably a good time to tell you what I think, as I've kind of already been doing so. First and foremost, this was never about a console war. It was always about being anti-consolidation. Those are big words for people who console war every day. But for 12 months, I'd hear about, well, Sony buys companies too, and Sony locks companies and games to their system. Even now, folks are trying to point to the bungee layoffs as if that's an equivalency. This self-made fog of war distraction nonsense is tiring. There has never been a point in the discussion about this where it's been Xbox versus Sony. It's always been about Microsoft versus the gaming industry. Both the tech talent within the industry as well as the consumer and folks were too busy criticizing the FTC to realize what this really was about acquisitions of this size are never in the interest of the labor force or the consumer history doesn't lie and some are just waking up to this reality even if they don't admit their doubts are creeping in about is this deal really going to be good for them I believe that this deal will hurt the market I believe there will be less talent in the gaming market in 10 years because of the vacuum that this will create there simply isn't enough jobs for all of those who will be displaced I believe we'll get less games and less quality games because of this seeing teams get gutted outsourced that's just the beginning and all this deal really achieved was line the pockets of the executives with more cash more games on game pass is a pretty meager payment for the cost that this will exact from the market maybe going forward the gaming community can grow from this and start shaping your opinions by facts and history instead of fandom because the truth is even if everyone in the gaming community agreed that this deal was bad and it shouldn't happen it likely still would have gone through but at least you would know you stood against it and held to a principled position as opposed to spending the last two years name calling and cheering for a corporation to make more money while stepping on the workers who make the games for us I said this before in a previous monologue. If Microsoft wins this deal, they win and everyone else loses. The devs, the employees, and us, the consumer. So, Microsoft won. And some of you are just now seeing the scoreboard. But, that's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions on this. Covering layoffs 
is always frustrating, mainly because of the false narratives and the console warring. So anything you say is going to get twisted and bent so that it can be dismissed as, well, look at this pony celebrating layoffs, right? Look at you hand-waving them. Folks who console warred all of 2023 and cheered for this are now saying, well, don't use the layoffs to console war. It was never about a console war for those of us who were opposed to massive consolidation. Many of you simply projected that onto anybody arguing against it because it's all you know how to do. Secondly, the sad reality is this is likely just the beginning. At least some strong Xbox fans are taking up criticism about this and calling it what it is. It's bad. And maybe others will start to see this lining up perfectly with what the CFO told investors and what the CEO told the shareholders. Xbox is changing. And as Phil Spencer said, Activision Blizzard is an accelerant to their strategy. We're seeing step one in ink in black and white. My conclusion is this. I do not miss covering the Activision Blizzard deal. It was tiring, and it was irritating. Pouring over PDFs, slowly putting together a monologue that was rooted in facts, only to have to deal with obfuscation and dishonesty and labels. Constantly labeled simply because I had strong opinions about market consolidation. Well... At least those of us who were against the acquisition can stay consistent, while those who cheered for it scramble for talking points. But hey, enjoy those extra games on Game Pass. You earned it. And that's the show open. I took the gloves off last night. I wasn't supposed to write it the way I wrote it. But I did. Hit the like button and all the stuff, all the stuff that we do. Uh, yeah, that's that's the show open. It's <laughs> all I got. Um, <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday, and. Uh, <clears throat> It was a long, it was a long, it was a long year last year. It was a long year last year, and uh, we got a lot of hate because of our thoughts on this, on this acquisition. And this isn't going to be good for anybody. Good for the executives. Not good for us. Uh, let me thank all the people that are going crazy with memberships. Oink Wolf, thanks for upgrading to a member. A single from Brian King, a single from Mike on the mic, a single from Brian King, five from Jordan Lanham, five from Joker Quinn, one from Ant, five from Bengals fan. I'm going to have to add these up. That is, I don't even know. I don't even know. Hang on a minute. That's 19 new members. 19 new members in 16 months from Alexander Smith. It's Friday. That means we're getting spicy. And five more from MASH. That is 24 to kick off the day. Um, we, uh, listen, we've, we've tried to, <laughs> we've tried to change the tone here. We have. We've tried to change the tone here, but I couldn't. I couldn't write a single page without, uh, without getting, without getting frustrated. 
Uh, five more coming in from Trill Troll. Thank you guys so so much. You guys are at, you guys are at uh, at twenty three hundred. If you um, if you guys can get two hundred members today, tonight will be a fight night. You want to fight me? You want to fight me? Uh, you uh, you guys can. You guys can be there tonight. I, I, that's twenty. That's thirty. That's thirty members, and that's a rollover. And uh, I, I'm, I put a lot into that. I didn't know that was going to happen. I felt like I had run a race at the end. Uh, a twenty bomb will take us to fifty. Thank you, Momo. Uh, Derek says, "Gee whiz, take the gloves off, why don't you?" That was one frick of an opening monologue. My goodness, Jeepers! Why would a talented designer or engineer enter the gaming industry out of college with a complete lack of job security? They won't. Thus, the quality of games in the future will suffer. Yeah, I think that again, the, 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 in general, that's the big fear here is the is the massive is the absolute massive uh, talent loss. Um, Eugene says, "Buy more, so the richest company in the world doesn't lay more people off after spending seventy billion. F out of here." I'm not even sure what you're responding to. Um, still serious, it sucks, but it is what it is. More games for me is uh, I'm fine. <clears throat> Talent with a $10 Super Chat tip says, COD was already going down the drain, but after Microsoft, it'll become like Halo, Gears, Fable, and a bunch of other timeless classics classics that Microsoft has ruined. Greatest opening and well said. Thank you. Uh, Otagon Ocelot with 18 months. I don't want them uh, to walk to the chapel while we chant shame. I want them to stop listening uh, to the lie merchants online. Happy Friday, y'all. That's why I didn't make it about the public. I didn't make it about the public. Thank you, Lone Wolf, for the $2 Super Chat tip. It's about the it's about the people that use their platforms all last year to cheer for this and, and to act like it was gonna be good for the consumer and now you're getting a glimpse as to how it won't be. Right? Now we had a single gifted that took us to thirty one. Thank you so much for the single uh gifted. Hang on, I think I'm missing I think I'm missing stuff. Yeah, Momo got a single gifted and then silver I'm sorry, silver Subaru. I missed your gift single gifted. Silver Subaru took us to thirty one and then five more from JW. That is a thirty six members on the day guys thank you so so much um can't reach out for all the members yeah another one coming in from uh awaken blood thank you so much that's seven members uh on the day thank you very very much i can't i've been uh playing good games less redfall but it's not really it's not really about that though it's not really about that mo thank you for nine months c lou welcome back i i I saw some takes like that um, on Twitter. Like, well, I'm still going to get games, and we're still going to get games. Like, who cares? I, number number one, I, I I absolutely think that is there's something that's just absolutely lacking in sympathy there. Um, thank you for the five spot, and I appreciate that. Another five bomb coming through. Another single coming through. That's six members taking us to 43. Already on the doorstep of 50. You guys are absolutely freaking rocking it today. Thank you so, so much. I am not going to do this false virtue thing where I act like, oh, I'm super sympathetic and empathetic to a bunch of people I don't know, right? I, there's no reason to do that. It sucks. It's untethering and terrible. It's going to happen even more this year. The point is, it's not just going to affect these people's lives. It will affect the market. Ten months from Brian King. What's so annoying to me is that certain members of the media knew about these layoffs for over two weeks while the devs only found out yesterday. Are you serious? I didn't know that, Brian King. Um... 
A two spot from Jay says the CWA says no members affected more should unionize. Well, and you know what's crazy is that like the labor force and the unions were all for this deal. They they thought this was going to be great. They thought, you know, Microsoft's going to going to going to be good, you know, to us. And it's like, no they're not. They're not going to do that at all. Listen, redundancies would be one thing if you were like, "Hey, we don't need a legal department or a marketing department. We have that, right? Microsoft has some of those departments." That that that's not what this is, though. They're eliminating entire departments. You're going to get lower quality performance or games or even customer service. Ain't nobody care when I got laid off. It happens. I understand that, but uh, they're going to be taken care of. Like I said, I don't want to do that false empathy virtue signal where I sit here and say, oh, the poor devs. The the reach of this is massive and you think, oh, but I'm just going to get games this year. That's all that matters. I... No, they, they literally have eliminated entire teams. There's going to be the, the one girl. She said she's like they're going to have to scrap content for Call of Duty. She's like my team is gone. Like what? You're not just going to keep getting games. You're going to get games, sure. But if they're running on Skeleton Crew and they get rid of customer service positions, that's not going to be good for you as the consumer. You think you're just going to be able to keep playing these games if QA teams get outsourced and customer service is getting outsourced? You think that's all going to lead to great games hitting the market? Mark Xbox has already proven that they prioritize cadence over quality. Look at what they did with Forza Motorsport. They, they pushed it out before it was even ready. That's their own property. What the frick do you think they're going to do with property they just bought? They don't care. And, and people cheered for it. They're like, well, we're going to get more games on Game Pass. Oh, my gosh. What does it matter if the game's teams have been gutted? These were full-time employees, not contractors as well. This was not redundancy. Such a great point, Evidence. I tweeted that last night. I didn't include it in my show open. According to people close to these layoffs, they targeted full-time employees because they want more people outsourced or on a contract. Why? Because their contract policy means we don't have to pay people benefits. I got to thank some people here. Tyler Leathers with a $10 super chat tip says, I don't completely agree. I definitely feel bad for the people losing their jobs. However, Activision has been screwing millions of people with scummy tactics at best for years and only got worse. That's neither here nor there. This is the direct result of an acquisition. Activision, yes. Bobby Kotick, yes. But that doesn't mean entire teams get outsourced, dude. They were, they were continuing to let lots of devs work on Call of Duty. That's all changing. They're going to outsource so much of it. Look at what Jez Corden says. Jez Corden's not holding back. He's like, this is dumb. What are y'all doing? Like, He's like, you're, you're not even going to be able to get your, your false bands turned around. Forza Motorsport was removed from competitive leagues. Yeah, it was removed from competitive leagues. They launched Forza Motorsport before it's ready. Look at the Steam scores. Look at the scores on Xbox. Microsoft has no problem. Xbox has no problem pushing out games before they're ready. They internally thought Redfall was going to score higher than it was. You think they give a rip about buying a company and shoving stuff to market? I mean, come on. A five spot from MM2K Gaming News. Hell of an opening. Told you, brother. Delayed gratification versus those that tried to demagogue your message. I appreciate that very, very much. 
and then a five spot from Autagon Ocelot. Mr. Maddie on Defining Duke last week admitted that Game Pass will bring forward cheaper made games. This is the way to make cheaper COD games too. Well, and, you know, I appreciated Maddie's video this morning, but a lot of the times I think people are missing the forest for the trees here. He read the opening memo from Phil Spencer and then starts talking about this is just a market reality right now from overhiring. No, 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 Maddie, I respect you. I, I like you, but no, no, that's not what this is. That's what everybody's trying to do. They're trying to be like, well, this this is just from overhiring. This is normal. Microsoft laid off 10,000 people. 10,000 people last year because of overhiring. They've already done their overhiring adjustment in a in a massive sweep last year. This is a direct cause of the acquisition. Is it related to the overhiring? Maybe, because ABK didn't do their own layoffs yet. They were probably waiting. But, dude, come on. Trying to take this and say, well, yeah, the the overhiring. It's like, no, no, that's such a hand wave. The overhiring layoffs happened last year. Yes, there will be more this year. But what Microsoft is doing to Activision Blizzard is completely different. They're gutting teams and outsourcing them. That's not like, oops-a-daisy, we overhired. We got to get rid of some people. We saw that last year. This is different. Edward Hulse with six months says, Sad day for the industry. The regulatory bodies failed all of us. Now we all have to live with the consequences. Mass acquisitions are will always be bad. It's ama- it's just amazing to me. Activision went from 10,000 to 17,000 before the acquisition. Wait, so Activision did their own layoffs last year? I don't remember that ever hitting headlines. I remember Microsoft did it, then Amazon did it, then Embracer did it, then Embracer did it again, Embracer did it again. I mean, it was so many we we stopped even paying attention to it because it was like the entire the entire stinking industry is doing it. So if, if ABK already did their downsizing because of overhiring, then you can't claim that's what this is. This is completely different. Bill Spencer mostly and Matt Booty stated the main reason for the layoffs was overlap. Matt is damage controlling it best. Oh, I mean, yeah, if you're going to try and claim overlap, come on, dude. You're getting rid of community managers on Call of Duty. You're getting rid of teams that were making content. That just isn't true. Detective C says, from a corporate standpoint, I do think it's fair to say it could be from overhiring if Activision came in with bloated personnel. We can't dismiss it without knowing their numbers. Detective Seeds, I will readily admit that they probably had bloat in certain departments. Oh, Mo, you're saying they hired up to 17K from 10K. You're saying they increased. Okay. But what we're not seeing, though, we're not seeing teams trimmed. That's over hiring. When you go to teams and you trim and you say, we got to trim this team, we got to trim that team, that's from over hiring. They're just eliminating teams. They're like, yeah, 
uh, customer service. Oh yeah, the teams that handle physical. That's all going to be outsourced now. That doesn't sound like you're trimming from overhiring. Now, that doesn't mean that some of the 1900 are probably from overhiring. But hand-waving and being like, oh no, this is just because of overhiring. No, that... that this is directly because of the acquisition. This is what acquisitions do. Like, here's the thing. This isn't directed to anybody in chat. I'm just going to say this in general. You got to pick a narrative. You got to pick a narrative. You either saw this coming. Oh, we knew this was going to happen. Did you? A lot of us brought this up all last year and we were dismissed as fear-mongering. So did you know it was coming? So is, is that it? Did you know that this was coming? This is part and parcel to a, to a merger and acquisition? Or is it because of overhiring? Which narrative? They're both really convenient hand waves. We knew this was coming. Eh, we knew this was coming. This isn't a big deal. Or it's... This is because of overhiring. Like, which, which narrative is it? You gotta pick one. Evidence, thanks for coming back as a VIP. Wasn't the ABK layoffs mainly just the esports last year? I misunderstood what Mo had said. Mo was saying they had gone up in employee count from 10,000 to 17,000. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but if what Mo is saying is true, I've not vetted what he's saying. I haven't had time to look at all the cuts, so you might be right, but if we're talking customer service positions, they could have been bloated. Whoever dismissed you uh, are wrong. Any merger will come with layoffs. The thing about customer service detective seeds is they're going to be outsourcing it. So you could make the case and say, well, it's not really a redundancy. It's that Microsoft doesn't do that, right? Microsoft's like, we don't do that here. Yeah, we don't handle customer service on our own. We outsource. So you're not needed anymore. Sure, that's a redundancy. But here's the problem. A lot of people are, again, it's every every narrative is different. So let's concede that point. Let's say, okay, that's a redundancy because Microsoft says, well, we now own you and we don't do customer service. We have this outsourced company that does uh, customer service. So your entire customer service department is completely unnecessary now. You're all gone. Okay. If we grant that point, then that's a dismissal of the idea that, well, this was going to happen anywhere, anyway, they were in bad shape under Bobby Kotick. Again, you have to choose one. It's like, everybody's grasping for some way to dismiss this. Why not face it straight-faced and say what it is? It's the result of a massive acquisition. Analysts and, and, and regulatory bodies and the FTC they all we we all said it. We all said this isn't going to serve the interests of the consumer or the market. It won't. You will have talent loss. You will have product degradation. You will have consumers with less stuff coming to market and we're already seeing that happen. It didn't even take that long. Unwinding of ABK from Microsoft would be nearly impossible now. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, what was it? Oh, Elizabeth Warren said that, like, we need to unwind this or whatever. Yeah, I don't think you can. 
I don't think we can do that. Yo, William Long, welcome back as a member. Um, Detective C says, yeah, I don't have a narrative to drive either way. Hope you know that. No, I know you don't. I just think it's multifaceted. It's the result of an acquisition, but uh, that company that was acquired could have bloat. So I do think it can be a bit uh, of a several for sure. Well, here's the thing. Bloat is different than redundancy and restructuring is different than both of those. Does that make sense? They're completely different. Is background music Pokemon? No, it's called Rusty Synths by Streamtunes. That's my point, is like, everybody's trying to pick like a very like one-string banjo to say, well, this would happen anyway under Bobby Kotick. I, I don't think you can say that. They wouldn't have just eliminated entire customer service teams. They wouldn't have eliminated entire teams working on Call of Duty or projects or games and be like, yeah, you're all gone. Yeah, we got to get our share value, you know, stabilized. We lost a lot of money. You know, we got to get our operating costs down to fix this. There, there almost assuredly would have been layoffs under Kodak, but we have no idea the scope of those, and we also can't assume that, with, oh yeah, they would have just been like, yeah, 1,900 people, you're out of here. So, if you're going to say, oh, it would have happened anyway under Kodak, that's one narrative. The other narrative is, oh, it's, this is just a bunch of redundancies. No, it's not. It's crystal clear it's not just redundancies. If it was just redundancies, it would be sort of like you'd go into the back offices and you'd say, we don't need a legal team anymore. We have a legal team. We don't need your marketing team anymore. We have a marketing team. Like that that's what I anticipated. I anticipated there being redundancy removal almost immediately. That is always the first thing you do when you buy a company. It's the fastest way to speed up the ROI because now you own this thing that generates money and if you immediately shrink its operating costs, you're making more money. It's 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 very quick that that this happened when my dad's company got bought out. Immediately coming in, they just thresh everything. Um, literally just became the most valuable company in the world. The bloat and redundancy would be the same because they are exceeding what is normal or required. I guess what I'm trying to convey is that I think it's a mix of several factors. Bloat and redundancy would not be the same, Detective Seeds, because let's say they had not been acquired. The bloat would merely be departments that have too many people. We we, we got to shrink. We got to shrink down to what where we were before, or you know, like what happened with Bungie, right? They mushroom up to fourteen hundred, then they let a hundred people go. So it's like, okay, we went way up here. We got to shave some of this back. Redundancy is not equi- equal to bloat because once you're acquired, that creates redundancies that weren't there before. Suddenly, your team isn't needed for operations at all. Prior to the acquisition, you might trim down a team, but you still need that team. They're not a redundant team yet because they haven't been acquired. So that's why I said there's like there's three ways to look at it. Like, well, it would have happened anyway in Kodak, or well, this is just redundancies, or well, this is just overhiring. The, the primary causality is the acquisition. The, that's the primary causality here. You want to put different layoffs in different boxes. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Had they not bought them, we wouldn't be having this conversation. 
Would we be having a conversation about ABK layoffs? Probably. Would the scope be this big? Probably not. The company is legally obligated to reduce the overlap in the workforce. Yeah, and I don't, that's not something that I'm harping on. I anticipated that. I anticipated them eliminating teams that they already had. We already have, we already have a legal team. We already have a marketing team. I don't, that's not even an issue. That's, that's, that's anticipated from moment one. What is this fuzzy? The crisis team. It was in the Kotaku article about the crisis maps for WoW. Apparently the Diablo 4 team is having turnover and a hiring freeze as well. Crisis maps are basically what do we do when people quit? <clears throat> Why were you guys trying to find that? Team says they are not legally obligated. Yeah, I've, I've never heard that you're legally obligated to remove uh, remove overlap. I've never heard that before. You're legally obligated to seek the interest of the shareholders, but you're not legally obligated to remove redundant uh, teams. You might determine that, well, we do have a legal team and they have a legal team, but their team specializes in XYZ and our team specializes in this. So while there is some overlap, we can justify leaving the overlap in place. I've never heard of legal obligation to remove overlap before. There's this thing called the business judgment rule that protects business when they do something that looks antithetical to profit seeking. Right, if they can justify the overlap from a business perspective, there is no legal obligation to be like, nope, not allowed to have two legal teams. Like, that's not a thing. Yo, Brian King gifts a member and he goes to Apex Predator. We're sitting at 44 members on the day. Guys, I've been gifting the members as it happens. Let's get six more members. Let's hit 50. I'll drop a 10 bomb and then I'll give you guys a member count and see how close you are to the big goal for tonight. Every Friday night is a Friday night stream with my wife, but the last Friday of the month is community game night, and everybody can come to that. Detective C says, you are not. We acquire numerous companies all the time, and there isn't a law. It's just cutting the bloat. Right. You you have a legal obligation. It's called the fiduciary duty, right? You have a fiduciary duty to do what's what's in the interest of the shareholders. Now... What that means is is that you could do something that potentially harms profit and then justify it to the shareholders and say, there is a strategy here. We're going to lose on this, but our projections, our, our sales projections are showing that in the following fiscal year, the return will be worth it. And then the shareholders would say, okay, we're not going to sue you, right? Like, we're not going to claim negligence we're not going to claim that you have failed in your fiduciary duty um lone wolf says if we get a single gifted i'll hit chat with the five bomb there it is lone wolf's throwing down the gauntlet business judgment rule protects you from the shareholders too right like the shareholders can't come at you every time profit dips or every time share value dips or every time you make a decision that doesn't pan out right there it is the single from jay wright like, the shareholders can't be litigious and be like, Hey, man, you did that and it didn't work. You know, we're going to sue you. If a company keeps two legal teams, that uh, does cost is passed on to, which is the consumer. 
Yes, but the damage to what the damage to the consumer Erotimus is not purely price alone. Super Gaming beats you to it, Lone Wolf steals the glory and gets us to fifty. I now owe you guys a ten bomb. There it is, fifty out of fifty. Little too slow on the draw, and there's Lone Wolf with his five. He's now Agents of Chaos, but. That's actually great. That sets up a 20-bomb layup, but not long enough. Now we're at 60. Another 5 from Cardock Ren. We got a 5 gifted member train going, and another one. A 5 from MASH, and we're continuing to see the 5 gifted member bombs come in. MASH did one right before that. Cardock, then Lone Wolf, then Super Gaming as we are now just 10 members away from 75 just like that. You guys are absolutely crushing it. We'll see if anybody drops a 10-bomb, and Eugene's like, got a screenshot my comment because the chat's moving too fast. Eugene says, under the business judgment rule, a business could say, we don't want to let these people go because it will hurt morale, which will hurt productivity. Right, you could keep them on. You could keep them on. Like, And, and what I was saying to Erotimus is, it's not just about money. Abe does a five. The five gifted train is alive and well. Keeping it going and taking us to 70 just like that. Thank you so much, Abe. We can lose. Thank you for 34 months in a VIP. He says, happy Friday, everyone. Thank you, Abe. We can lose if we get a lower quality product. We can lose if it becomes harder to get customer service or help or Zinthos with the five bomb and the five dollar. The five bomb train is moving as Siege Master drops one as well and takes us to 80 out of 100. That's a tempting 20 bomb drop to 100. We'll see if anybody takes the bait. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You guys are absolutely rocking it. I'm going to owe you 20 members in a matter of seconds at this rate. Holy moly. That going nuts, continue to make me screenshot. I don't mind. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Xbox diving straight into third party. Right. Hey, Seuss, I, I, I kind of talked about that in the show open. I said, this, this doesn't this make sense of what the CFO told the, the Wells Fargo Summit? And another five bomb from Detonator. The longest running five gifted train is going right now. I don't know if we've ever had this many five bombs in a row, but you guys are absolutely bringing it g-mini christmas that's a lot parasite what are you doing uh you will own nothing and you will be happy i was thinking another five bomb from mike onto mike i we can't we can't even have a talk show taking us to 90 on the day all right what the cfo told the wells fargo summit what the ceo told the shareholders about what their plans are and a five bomb from Patrick Q. And a five bomb from MASH. Taking us to 100 members on the day. Just like that. And the Agent of Chaos is the Cisco as he pushes us past 100 to 105 with the new milestone being 125. I now owe you guys 20 members. You guys are insane. Another five from Sneaky Wolf. I can't even talk. Another five going there. And another five from Trill Troll taking us to 115. This five gifted trains insane. Phantom Knight with the five bomb takes us to 120. Big Mad Mo with 28 months as a member says the layoffs suck. Yes, but we are going. There was it was going to happen. Uh, do I care to be honest? No, I don't. Going to affect me, but it does suck. Oh, you think it's not going to affect you? I think it is going to affect you, Mo. I think it is going to affect you. Thank you guys so much. 120 members just like that. 
listen, listen, listen. The idea that this won't affect you, yes, it will. You can't buy this much property. You can't buy this much intellectual property and franchises and start gutting teams, outsourcing work, and having talent loss and thinking that won't affect you. So imagine the next Call of Duty, it they outsource the QA and it launches with more bugs. And it launches and it's it's it, it, it definitely feels like, man, this doesn't feel as polished. Now people are like, well, Call of Duty's been going downhill for years. Okay, I thought Modern Warfare Reboot and Modern Warfare 2 were good. To think it won't affect the end product, he says, nope, I'm doing fine. I mean, Mo, you and I are not the same then. Because, okay, let's take, let's take Ori in the Blind Forest. We have two Ori games right now. Moon Studios is not building a third Ori game. Let's imagine that they were, just for a hypothetical. Let's imagine that they decided to build Ori 3. And let's imagine that they got purchased and gutted by Microsoft. They got bought and gutted. And then the third Ori game comes out and it's clear that that it, it, it didn't have the polish and the vision and they, they were working with the skeleton crew. And another five bomb comes in from Zack Smith and takes us to 125. Absolutely bonkers day here at Reforge Gaming. Make sure you guys are smashing like and subscribe. That's a better chance of getting a membership and talk in the chat. Throw in what you think. Zelator with nine months in a VIP. Corporate change, typical. AAA budget in jeopardy. Bring on the indies and the AA train, says Zelator. I, I can't see that not affecting me. A company getting bought and then losing talent, how does that not affect me? How does it not affect me getting the third game in a series that I love being bad in my hypothetical example? None of the, deve- none of the developers left feel happy or safe in their jobs. How good of a job do you think they're going to do? And Zelator is the agent of chaos. He pushes us past the 125 to 130, setting us now 20 away from the 150. We haven't had a big bomb yet today. It's been nothing but five bombs, which we will take it. It's amazing. We'll see if any of the big boys come down out of the sky to drop 20s or 50s. They've done it before. They'll steal the glory, but keep the five bomb train going. You guys are crushing it. If you're one of the lucky people that got a gifted membership you get full access to our members only discord and you can come to friday night stream tonight the tonight's going to be a game night it might end up being a fight night it might end up being a fight night if you guys can hit the goal i'll tell you guys where we stand in a moment just cheap equals all good that's what i mean like is that all that matters i save a little bit of money i told people i said that monologue was fire thank you brooklyn breed I I told people last year, I said, so let me get this straight. You might not have to buy one or two games a year. So you might save if you're spending 10 bucks a month on Game Pass. So instead of buying those games for $140, subtract the 20 that you're spending each of the months that it comes out, right? No, I'm sorry. You're spending $120 on the year instead of $140 for those two games. You're spending 120 instead of 140. You saved a whopping $20 that year. That's worth this level of disruption. That's worth talent loss. That's worth all of this. So that you can save like, I don't know, 20. Let's say you try to buy three games a year. 
Well, that suddenly makes it a lot, you know, a lot higher, right? So now instead of spending, you know, well, if they're all, if they're all 70, okay, if they're all $70, that's 210, you know, minus the 120. You save 90 bucks. Another five bomb comes in from J Dog. Thank you so much, J Dog, taking us to 135. This gifted member train is insane. Five bombs left and right. We are currently sitting at 2427. You guys are 75 members away from hitting 2500. That's our that's our goal for the week. Spartan of Doom with 18 months says everyone should be worried with the layoffs. Not enough staff will lead to unfinished games or just canceled games. The one dev from High Moon Studios, she says they're going to have to cut single player content. She's like, there's nobody here to build it. It's not, it's, I just, I don't think it's as simple as like, oh, it'll be fine. We're going to hit 300 members today. I don't know. Maybe. Yo, what's good, Meech, with 28 months? Morning chat and Lono, I'm a few days behind, so I'm watching the Power World VOD, but keep killing it. Thank you, Meech. Mo wants more games like Redfall. Yeah, funny enough, the Odyssey game that got canceled, did you guys look into how similar that was? They 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 were building it in an engine instead of Unreal and they hoped that when <laughs> it's like here we go again, they hoped that Microsoft after buying Activision Blizzard would let them switch to Unreal and they were like <laughs> no n- no no we're uh, we're canceling the project and you're all fired. Like it's like Redfall was like hoping oh, hopefully they cancel Redfall and Microsoft's like no, we're going to launch it and you guys are going to you guys are going to look terrible. Once I get the badge for a year, I'll retire from watching. <laughs> They'll dip the moment they get a chance. Excellent point by Cat. There's a good chance people that were laid off um, oh, that weren't laid off might be looking into leaving as well. Lono's so good at monologuing, I'm glad he's not a villain. <laughs> That's an excellent point. Cat Uncle is saying that in the members only Discord. You gotta consider. You, you really gotta consider that. There are people left behind right now that are gonna be like, dude, I'm getting the frick out of here. How long do you think it takes before Mikey Barra starts a studio? How long? Middle of this year? You think? It'll, I think it'll be like June. Yeah? He'll do a little vacay. You know, he'll see the sights. He'll get a tan. And then that dude's gonna get to work. I did. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Mikey Barra has a studio starting, you know, middle of this year. And you'll see so much headhunting going on. There's going to be so much talent getting scouted and scooped out of this nonsense. Nobody wants to work in this kind of an environment. Watching your friends and colleagues and founders be removed. Watching full-time employees. That's another thing. To, to, to Back to the conversation with Mo about it's not going to affect you. Did Microsoft relying on primarily contract workers at 343 for Halo Infinite, did that lead to a good Halo for you? Did that lead to good, you know, support for Halo ongoing? 
that half the staff was walking out every 18 months because of Microsoft's contractual policy. Did that lead to a good product for you, the consumer? No? Well, according to someone very, very close to the layoffs, they primarily targeted full-time employees because they want to have people under that contractual structure. You think that's going to lead to good games for you? In all these other instances of, of, of amazing games and devs, do we see that going on? Funny thing, Lono, that story is exactly how both Activision and Blizzard started off. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if mid-year Ibarra's got a studio that he started up. Or he'll get scooped up somewhere. He'll get hired somewhere. You know? All that is going to happen, says Brooklyn Bleed. Brooklyn Breed says those people who were fired, they're going to end up with Sony. Those games were all bangers, and for PlayStation and content creators, will uh, blame, call them anti-consumer, and rewrite history. Just remembered. Just remember that Mo thinks Halo is fine. He's willing to accept that. Explains why he doesn't think his games will be impacted. And it's fire now. Halo Infinite's fire. Did you see the announcement that they're no longer doing seasons for Halo? When you say fire, do you mean on fire? Or do you mean... What do you mean? They had two good seasons after the game had been out for almost... Had been, <laughs> game, the game was out for two years. And they had two good seasons. They finally started doing things the right way. And after two good seasons, they're like... That's what you want. No, no, guys. He said on fire. Sorry, I stole the joke from you, Omar. They're doing operations. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think about how you approach gaming. Because at one level, I think it's admirable. Yo, Darius gives some memory. He says, come on, boys. Let's stoke these fires a little bit more. You guys are like 75 away from turning tonight into a fight night. At one level, it's admirable that you're like, you will, you'll find the silver lining in the back of a dump truck. Like, it doesn't matter how bad it is you will find a way to be like buddy but it's not it's not a corpse you know it's like okay you know somebody dumps trash in your front yard and you're like well at least it's not a dead body like at some level it's admirable but at another level I'm like bro like it's like a game of of standards limbo limbo how low can you go like where are your standards? They launched Halo Infinite multiplayer in a beta, and it was missing features. It didn't run well, and then they didn't support it. And then we find out that half the staff's on a contract, and then the ink dries on Activision Blizzard, and Microsoft's like, full-time employees, get the frick out! We're gonna put everybody on a contract. Now, I'm being hyperbolic, but 
from where we're hearing, they're targeting full-time employees, contract workers largely unaffected. Why? Because they want to outsource and put more people on contracts because then they don't have to pay people benefits. And that's better for their bottom line. And what's that do to game quality? Like, I admire people that are just like, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Good for you. Good for you. But I I can't do it. I can't play games that are clearly low in quality. And when I find out the cause, when I find out the cause, the causality is they, they had half the staff on a contract and they were leaving every 18 months? That's terrible. And then I look at the size of Activision Blizzard, and I see 1,900 people go out the door. I see entire teams gutted, fired, let go, laid off, and outsourced. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. You're going to set up a bunch of teams and a bunch of devs, studios, and property. You're going to set them all up for failure. You set 343 up for failure, and people are like, well, you only ever use 343 as an example. There's like no other games to point to. There's no other games. The only reason you got games last year, outside of Forza Motorsport, was because they acquired Bethesda. What are all the other studios doing? We don't know. Everybody's begging PlayStation for a roadmap. What are what are the first party Xbox studios doing? You got Forza Horizon, good. Halo, what the heck? Wasn't ready, had to be delayed. Multiplayer launches in a beta. And then nothing in 2022. 2023, you got Redfall, a disaster. You got Starfield, which is not scoring well with the public at all. You can pad Metacritic all you want with companies with xbox in their name starfield literally doesn't land good with the public either and then forza motorsports so bad they cancel competitions with it that's what you got last year what are the rest of the studios doing people are like well well you only use the contract example with 343 there's no other games to point to they didn't own bethesda long enough to do anything with the contract policy like redfall was a hundred percent on zenimax asking arcane to do a multiplayer game that's not microsoft's fault however we we don't know what the rest of these studios are doing If studios under Microsoft's ownership are getting put into this contracted worker system, this outsourcing system, we don't know what that's going to turn into. You forgot about Hi-Fi Rush? Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to forget about Hi-Fi Rush. I don't want to slander Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush was your shining bright spot last year. Admittedly, smaller game, smaller team. So... We got Hi-Fi, we also got Minecraft, we got Quake 2, we also got Age 2 and 3. The Minecraft game did not score well. Quake 2 was a remaster, and Age 2 and 3. I think the problem is, is that I look at what's happening and I see the results and I say I'm not getting good games. I'm not. You look and you say 
we're getting games. Like, that's the difference. Like, Hi-Fi Rush, okay, that's not enough to sustain the year for me. And then pointing to games like the Minecraft game or like Age of Empires? Like, what? I just... Yeah, it's Game Pass. Like, I feel like Game Pass... I'm getting good games. Oh, okay. Well, according to critical acclaim and commercial uh, results and consumer feedback, they're not good. You can like them, but their scores are very low. It's saying they're good games. This is what I think is happening. We have got to go. I'm late to the show with Mike. Shoot. We're going to be talking about this with Mike, so don't go anywhere. We're going to continue this discussion about, you know, where, where we go now. Um... I feel like Game Pass grounded in, grounded had been out for a long time in early access. Finally landing in 1.0. I mean, if you want to count that, sure. But Pentiment. Okay, I'm talking about the big AAA games and studios falling under a contract policy. I'm not talking about AA games or indie games. I'm not talking about that. That isn't even remotely a pushback on what I'm saying. It, I'm purely speaking from a structural standpoint. What we learned about 343 and what seems to be happening with ABK, that's not a recipe for big games landing well. Like, if, if, if Phil Spencer wants a big game at quality every quarter if that's what he wants I'm here to tell you you're going to get big games every quarter but they ain't going to be at quality Pentiment isn't an indie game Okay, the developer's not indie, but come on, dude. That's like a small game. Again, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush was a small game, not by like some some indie studio, but that's the point. Smaller games, great, celebrate those. I'm talking about the big franchises. I'm talking about Halo. I'm talking about Gears of War. I'm talking about Call of Duty. You start bringing big, giant studios under that structure... That's where you're going to see the fallout. You're not going to see fallout in smaller games like Pentiment. You're not going to see the fallout in smaller games like Hi-Fi Rush. You just aren't. I'm not bashing those games, by the way. I'm saying those are not the games where you're going to see the evidence of these problems. Didn't get a chance to say thanks for getting my coffee out so fast. Oh yeah, you you got lucky, Zuby. You literally ordered it like the day we were printing everything. Like we had we had staggered printing by like a couple of days. So you you just timed it really well. Pentiment's like twenty hours long. Oh my gosh. Okay, Prince of Persia. I've got twenty hours in Prince of Persia. Okay, love it. I absolutely love it. It's a great game. There is a giant chasm of difference between Prince of Persia and a game like Halo Infinite. The scope and size of the projects, like 
if the team working on Prince of Persia was under this kind of crappy contract scenario, you wouldn't be able to detect it as easily. It's a smaller game. It's smaller in scope. For goodness sakes, I'm not talking about the number of hours you can get out of a game. Do you think that Pentiment is equal to Halo Infinite in scope and size and like the goal of the game, the history of the franchise? No, they're not the same. They're not equal. Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts 2, Double Fine was already building it. They came in and helped publish it and get it out the door. I'll always give Xbox credit for that. That's great. Double Fine has not gone through a restructuring of getting full-time employees out the door to put people on a contract. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what happened with 343 and Halo Infinite, why a ton of the major companies, tons of major studios that Xbox owns, we haven't heard from or seen anything from them, and now they're walking full-time employees out the door and they're outsourcing. That's the concern, is that, listen, if, if you can get games like Pentiment out the door, great. If you can get games out the door that are smaller in scope and size, like Hi-Fi Rush, I have nothing wrong with that. Hi-Fi Rush was amazing. One of my games I'm looking forward to this year is Towerborn. One of the games I'm looking forward to this year is 33 Immortals. Do you think either of those titles are, like, threatened by a contract policy? Probably not. But games like Hellblade 2, games like Gear 6, games like Call of Duty, games I care about, yeah, they probably would be affected by getting gutted and having to put people on contracts or losing your full-time talent or outsourcing your entire quality assurance team or your customer service team. Those are the things I'm talking about. Game enjoyment's the most important thing. Right, I'm not disputing that, Erotimus. What I'm saying is, again, you're not entering what I'm talking about. I am t- I'm talking about this restructuring from Microsoft is precisely what I was worried about. Their approach to gaming is so corporatized. Smaller games making it to market does not distract from the fact that Forza Motorsport wasn't ready and they launched it anyway halo infinite launched half done it launched half done those are their pieces of property those are their studios that's what they're willing to do to their own property that's the concern that i have So if, if, listen, if we keep getting games like Hi-Fi Rush and Towerborn and 33 Immortals, I have no problem with that. I'm excited, but I don't want to see major studios and major projects harmed by this contract policy from Microsoft. And we're, we're, we're 25 days into 2024. They walk in the room, 1,900 people are gone, and somebody close to the layoffs is like, they primarily targeted full-time employees. They're wanting to pull people under the contracts. They're wanting to outsource. Ah, oh, here we go. That's the concern. Smaller scope games will not be as affected. I think you see the evidence in smaller scope games coming to market, and generally they're the ones that get a lot of the praise. You know, Prince of Persia is 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 got good review scores right now. And, and Pentiment got great review scores. Hi-Fi Rush got great review scores. Okay, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I gotta schedule the next show. 
Now listen, if you guys want to keep talking about this, we're going to keep talking about this, all right? Fridays are always a little cramped and I wasn't I'm not I'm doing a bad job of watching the time. I'm going to switch to a show with Mike and I got I just need to get my thumbnails here. All right. We're going to be asking the question, what's next? This has happened What's this mean for the future? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll gift the members that I owe when we get over there. We're currently at 136 out of 50. Um, That, that, that. And that. Eugene says there's a talent crisis coming. Mark it. 11, 12 a.m., 12624. We'll talk in two years. DK Bager. Good old DK Bager. Always doing the single gift. It takes us to 137. Let me get Mike on this call. Many of us fear the future is cheap gaming. That's not right. Yo, what's good, Mike? What am I? Sorry to keep you waiting. Yeah, it's fine. All right. I'll move you. All right. Give me a... When you're done with the blinds, give me a mic check, like a sentence. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 30NSG here. All right. Yo, Joker Quinn, you're the best. <sighs> Thank you for the single gifted. Oh, let's see. Now, guys, I'm going to redirect you to this new stream, but I'll also put a link in chat. Make sure when we get over there, you guys smash the like button. If you haven't smashed the like button on this stream, do that as well. Let's set our sights on 400 likes. That'll really help the video out. And then I got to change the thumbnail. This one's no longer going to be live. A mic check. That's right. A mic mic check. It's a mic double mic check. That would be your DJ name, Double Mike. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Like you're like emceeing weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Double Mike on the mic. <laughs> oh my gosh, yo, forty, one forty three, one forty 
four. Thank you guys so much. You guys continue to go crazy, dude. Next song is a classic. Bring back the oldies. <laughs> uh, I'll give what I owe you guys over there. You guys can keep it going. I'll, let me tell you how close we are, just so you guys know. Just so I know. I might be able to put it in chat. I don't want to disrupt the show too much when we're talking. But you guys are really close. to We said uh, 2500 2440 So I owe you 20 uh, almost 30 So, yeah, you guys are about 60 away. You need about 60 more. All right? I watched I watched your opener for the for the show yeah and you're bringing all the passion because I'm the complete opposite on this topic <laughs> the complete opposite that's right um yo thank you so much uh Leo Mara taking us to 149 dude and there it is DK Baker rolls it to 150 you guys are absolutely crushing it and then two spot Mike on the mic says, who called my name? That's right. We do have a mic on the mic. Uh. Mm-hmm. Give me one second here. Okay, let me give you guys a link, and let's get this show started. Mike does have a show you can follow. Let me update the description. It never lets me never lets me at him when I paste the description, so let me update it so that he is clickable in the description. All right, his name is now cl- clickable in the description. Sometimes you can't click on his name in chat. If you can click on his name in chat, he's in chat right now. But his name will be clickable in the description of where we're going. So make sure you guys smash like on this video. We need 17 more on this one. And then let's get a ton on the video we're heading over to. So there's a link in chat. Click that link or ride the redirect. I'm going to start us up over there in just two seconds here. Thanks so much for checking out this video here. Sitting down weekly with my good friend 30 and still gaming. And this week we're going to be discussing the Xbox layoffs and what's next. This is just kind of the start of January, seemingly the start of some of the effects of this major acquisition. The Xbox Activision deal closed last year. And now we're seeing 1,900 people laid off. Many people have said this is just redundancies. This was expected, but looking a little bit different than that as teams have been completely shuttered and then potentially then outsourced as well as projects canceled and entire team shut down. So I'm going to end the previous stream where I talked about it. I have a whole monologue about this. If you want to go see that, that video is called Xbox Layoffs Are Starting. I'm going to end that and redirect people over from that stream. And Mike, thanks for being here, man. I 